Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. and welcome back to another episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Hepburn. Uh, we took a week off for Thanksgiving and um, we're back with another episode. The lovely Erica Bame. This is her second time on the show and it is such a good episode, you guys. I had so much fun talking to her about her journey uh, through the Colorado Trail. Such a wild woman experience and definitely super inspiring for me and this episode is just packed with beautiful life lessons and metaphors that I think you're all going to enjoy um, but before we get into that I wanted to talk about um, uh, offering that I have Woo-hoo! that's coming up in December so these past few months I've really been into a time of relaxation rejuvenation and just slowing down and really coming back to what's important for each and every one of us um, and so I created a workshop and it's going to be two hours long online through Zoom and it's open to 10 lovely humans um, and it's going to be December 30th uh, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Hawaii time. So you'll have to do the convert the time zones wherever you are. Um, so this is just a beautiful way for us to come together as a community in this wonderful sacred space and uh, just reflect on your year, reflect on what's important to you uh, so that you can get clear on what you're really wanting for yourself and wanting as you step into 2024 in the new year. Uh, so there's gonna be some meditation, perhaps some visualization, some journaling, some sharing of stories and just really connecting and I also think um if anything it's just like a great way for you just to carve out some time for yourself amongst the busyness of the holiday season um and just kind of come back to a space of reconnection and rejuvenation because I know the holiday season can get kind of crazy and busy for a lot of us um so if you want to sign up for that, you can go to my website. It's under retreats and workshops, I believe under offerings. Um, or I'm going to put a link to in the show notes for this as well. Um, and the cost for that is $44. So yeah, I look forward to resting and reconnecting with you all. Um, and now we will get into um, a little bit about Erica and who she is. So Erica is a sacred intimacy and self-expression coach for rebel visionaries, activists, and change makers. 
He's also an embodiment facilitator and psychedelic integration guide. Erica is a genius at helping feminine leaders pioneer a pioneer life paths that turns them on and leaves a legacy of bravery to do, be, and say what nobody else will. Her highest value is self-expression and uses sexuality and shame slaying as a vehicle for personal transformation, creating spaces for you to remember who the fuck you are with your humanity and divinity integrated so that you can be the creative life force you were born to be. Heck yeah. So if that's any indication about what our episode is going to be today, it's going to be amazing. Um, okay, so without further ado, let's get into it, into this. And of course, feel free to like, share, and subscribe the podcast and this episode as well. Thank you all so much for your support. And I hope that you have a beautiful weekend wherever you are. Bye. Aloha, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Riley, and we have the lovely Erica, I think Bane, right? Is yep. it yes. Yay. Back on the show. Yay. Welcome, Erica. Aloha. I love how you opened with that. I kind of feel like I should listen back, but I feel like I say uh something quite similar uh every every time when I start the podcast and I almost think it's like a habit of mine to be like aloha everybody welcome back to the show um which I think is a cool way to start it uh but yeah I I find myself just kind of saying it and I'm like oh my gosh what am I saying so yeah it's just funny like I think the more that we do something the more that we get into like the habit of doing it um but yeah, that's something I've actually been thinking about is, oh, do I start the show the same way every time? I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and reflect on that a little bit, um, which I think is beautiful anyways. Um, so yeah, Erica, I'm super excited to have you back. And I know that you've already answered this question before, but I'm going to have you answer it again. Um, All right. So what do you feel like connects you to your wild woman self? Mm. I'm so curious about what I answered before. I just want to sit with seeing what comes through now. I think what connects me to my wild woman self is getting outside of my comfort zone. This is something that has I've been really present to lately. I feel in some ways that I'm inside my comfort zone. And it's time to, to challenge myself with the next thing and get out of it. And I really love to play in my life outside of my comfort zone because it, it gives me access to new parts of myself and even parts of myself I might be scared of or intimidated by. But at the same time, it's like where I feel the most alive. And I can get outside of those societal boxes or constructs we might put ourselves in. And that's really where I discover who I really am and what I'm about in ways that might surprise me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really what I would share around that. I love that. I love everybody's responses because I feel like it's always new and different and it's just cool to see what everybody comes up with. Um, I'm curious too, um, 
like how do you know because I I'm sure like some people listening will be like I think I'm in my comfort zone but I'm not really sure um and I'm even curious about this myself like how do you know when you feel like you're in your comfort zone and you're I don't want to say stuck but I'm just going to use it for this purpose so how do you know maybe when yeah you're almost like stuck in it or you're almost like too comfortable and then it's maybe time to get out of that like what does that feel like for you yeah that's a great question and I was just in this conversation with someone else and what I shared with her was that I'm just feeling kind of like lazy and sloppy and bored right now and I do want to also share that there's nothing wrong with being lazy I know we have a certain um societal connotation of that word and we really like view it as a bad thing and like I think it's totally fine to be lazy sometimes but yeah I just noticed that um I I there's a certain level of like excitement or drive that's missing and it just has me kind of bored in life so I'm like okay what's the next thing to uh, really um, turn me on um, and adventure with because mm. I'm always someone who just likes to play with the edges of life and what's possible so I kind of feel like I'm in like a groove right now that I'm ready to to shake up. Mm. I resonate with that deeply when you were talking I was thinking of like an inner flame almost or like that inner spark that mm -hmm. it, it kind of makes me uh, think of like that drive that you were talking about, right? It's like that excitement for your life, like that, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this crazy, big, wild thing. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but it's like, get that, it's like that thing that makes you feel alive um, or like you're almost like going over like an edge, so to speak. I don't know. I feel mm -hmm. like it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, that's just kind of what I was thinking about when you were talking and I feel like I've totally been there too. And I feel like I've just kind of gotten out of like that place in my life where I kind of felt like I wasn't really excited about life or like that inner flame sort of had just kind of like died down a little bit. And I was just kind of like, okay, here I am sort of thing. Right. And I feel like for both of us, like we're both kind of like, not to speak for you, but we're both kind of like people that need to meet our edge and continue to grow and to have that fire and that flame or that light going so I definitely yeah. agree with what you're saying it's been so interesting to come to this realization with myself that oh I think I'm like inside my comfort zone right now because in the past couple of months I did some crazy things that were so outside of my comfort zone and I very much felt like after that I needed to come back to a place of grounding myself, finding my footing, letting myself create, I, I guess, a new comfort zone within all of that expansion. And now I'm just realizing that, wow, I've actually done that. I've really integrated what I've been through. And uh, I feel, I, I feel, I feel comfortable within that expansion that previously before felt really new so it's just kind of cool to recognize the cycles of life how uh, we put ourselves on the edge of the comfort zone and then way outside of the comfort zone and then inevitably we come back to this place of of normal inside of our comfort zone and just kind of keep repeating that 
that cycle, or at least that's the way I live my life. Yeah. I feel like it's like a balance and like cycles, exactly what you were saying. Cause I imagine if you were like always outside of your comfort zone, it would be a lot, like all of the time. I mean, I'm sure there's people that do that. Like, that's fine. And that's how they want to live their life. And that's great. But I also totally align with what you're saying. It's like going outside of your comfort zone and then coming back and then integrating, being in a new comfort zone. And then, and it's so interesting. Like, I don't know if you've had this, but like looking back at what your comfort zone was before and like what getting out of your comfort zone looked like. And now that it's like, uh, we've grown and expanded and become, um, not, I don't want to say different either because I don't think we're necessarily different. Um, but I guess we've just grown and learned. I feel like my comfort zone now is like so different and getting out of my comfort zone is so different. And oh, before, yeah. yeah, it's, it's weird. I would look back and be like, oh, I could totally do some of those things now that I felt like were so huge to me, like way out of my comfort zone. Do you feel like I you love, have mm-hmm. that? Yeah. I love reflecting on that exactly where I take a moment and pause and I'm like, oh, this thing I'm doing right now used to be way outside of my comfort zone. And now it feels just completely normal. And I hardly think twice about it. Like when I'm able to recognize those different aspects of my life, it just has me feel so much pride for myself. And I think it's so easy to just go on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and forget to look back at how far you've come and really savor that you did that hard thing. You push yourself outside of your comfort zone and now you've expanded yourself where it's, it's no big deal. It's pretty cool to recognize those things. It is cool. And um, one thing that you said too, like, I think it's so important for all of us to really take that time to reflect on how far we've come in the journey and all that we've really learned and grown into. Cause there was like a big chunk of my life where I wasn't doing that. And then I felt like I was getting nowhere. And then it's like, you don't realize how far you've come and all the things you've learned and like how that can actually help you to get to the next point of where you want to go on your journey. So yeah, I think reflecting is definitely such a big piece with this. Um, so going with um, being a wild woman, getting out of your comfort zone, I felt like you did something really wild and out of, I think, a lot of people's comfort zones, which was backpacking for, I think, like a whole month. Was it a month? Yeah, 26 days. Okay, 26 days. Yeah, so I would love, and I think all the listeners would love, because I feel like this is such like a badass wild woman thing to do, is like go out into the forest for like around a whole month and just be in nature and trekking like I think we would all love to hear about that journey like what sparked that how it went what you learned everything I want to know for sure I could talk about this (laughs) for hours so thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about this experience and in a way reflect on it now that it's been a couple of months since it's happened Um, But yeah, essentially, my partner and I, we backpacked the Colorado Trail, and uh, we did almost the entire thing. We did over 385 miles, and it took us 26 days, and we weren't backpacking like all of those days all the way through. We took about, I think, three 
zero days where we weren't walking any miles and we would just go into nearby mountain towns and get more food and supplies and just kind of rest ourselves. Um, but essentially the, the whole trip as a whole was 26 days. And yeah, what sparked this? I, I've gone on a handful of backpacking trips before, but they've never been to that extent or that long. They've only ever been probably seven days at most and maybe a 50 mile loop. And uh, I always have so much fun on those trips. I often do them with my girlfriends. And uh, yeah, I just feel so alive out in nature and the backcountry wilderness where you only have uh, what you can carry on your back. And it's just really a, a slow paced life. You're living simply like, I feel like... <laughs> There's only like a list of 10 things on your to-do list. It's like, put on your shoes, make sure you cook <laughs> that day, have lunch, put up your tent. Like it's so, it's just so simple. And it feels like every act you do has just that much more intention on it. Like hmm. simply the act of putting on my shoes. It's something that um, I really do with mindfulness out there or um filtering your water it's it's just this this extra presence you have towards what you're doing and when you really have to work for it it just hits different um that was a little tangent but anyways I love going on backpacking trips so I have I had backpacked just a section of the Colorado Trail before okay. and that was my second backpacking trip and I remember meeting other people on the trail who were considered through hikers, meaning they were hiking it all the way through, not just doing a section. And I always looked up to them. I like everyone we passed were through hikers. We were like the only section hikers. And at the time I thought that that was such a crazy thing that they were doing. And it was so inspiring. And because I'm someone who likes to put myself out of my comfort zone, I thought, okay, one day I'm going to do that. But it was always like a one day thing, a thing way out in the future. So that was in 2019 when I first backpacked the Colorado Trail. And then, I don't know, sometime about a year ago, my partner kind of just brought it up. He was like, we should through hike the Colorado Trail. And after the fact, he told me that he was kind of like joking about it. But when I heard him say that, I was like, yes, let's do it. if you want to do it, let's do it. And then from there, it became real. And it did take us like somewhat around a year to plan. Um, we really just took our time every couple of months or so. We would um, get some more steps in place to be able to do this trip. And yeah, that was my first ever trip where I created the route. I created our meal list and our packing list. Previously, I just would show up on trips where everyone else did all the planning. And that was so, that was so nice. Um, so this was my first time actually planning it myself, which was another thing outside of my comfort zone. Um, but yeah, we made it all the way through from Breckenridge to Durango, and it was just such an incredible experience. Wow. That, 
Oh my gosh, that is so amazing. And I feel like I have so many questions and I already feel like inspired to do this myself. It reminds me of, um, have you read that one? What is that book called? It's about like that one lady that like hikes the uh, Pacific Crest Trail all by herself. Um, mm, I haven't read that one. What is her name? Why can't, it's like such a famous book. Anyways, it was like made into a movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, mm. But I think you would really enjoy it. And I think a lot of listeners will enjoy it. And when I think of it, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Um, but it just reminds me of that, like going out there, like on a journey and um, like not really knowing what you're going to find, but going out there anyways. Because it, it sounds to me like when um, your partner kind of like said that, even though it was a joke, it almost felt like like a call or like a wake up to be like, oh my gosh, like, yes, this is something I want to do. Like, it felt like almost like a desire that came forth and you were like, yes, let's do it. I'm going to say yes to this and I'm going to answer it. And here we go. I don't know if it felt like that to you, but like, that's just, that's kind of what I was like thinking about when you were saying yeah. Totally. I mean, I have so many things in the back of my mind that I would love to do in my life. And for me, I don't know if this has to do with my human design being a generator where I really respond to things. But I feel like in a way when life gives me a hint or gives me permission to pursue something, and I recognize that invitation, then I just I run with it. I'm like, I don't know, I don't really call it like a sign but some people may resonate with that like if I see the sign or I get the invitation and it's something I've always wanted to do a part of me is like okay now is the time let's go for it full force I love that that definitely sounds like generator type energy and yeah definitely responding to that um so you mentioned too like this is like your first time you really had to like plan everything out um and like do the route um like by yourself so how did how did you feel about doing all of that for the first time because I know you've backpacked before but this obviously was your longest trip and having to plan it out like what was going through your mind or your energy or your body when you were planning this whole thing out yeah totally well I think something that really helped is I gave myself so much time to plan so I never felt like I was like cramming anything I was just like oh when it feels good to plan this part of it I'll do it and I just did it in like little chunks so that felt really supportive for me and there was always this initial like I don't know what I'm doing um what the heck is going on like especially with the route because that's something that always changes especially when you're doing a trip of that length like you can't literally map out the whole route because it's going to change so that was a little tricky to get my footing with at first but after I got past that initial like self-doubt I actually discovered that this whole process was a lot easier than I initially anticipated it to be like planning it traveling there just the physical challenge of being on the trail that long every almost every piece of it, I was like, I don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. But then while we were doing it or after we had done it, I was like, wow, that was 10 times easier than I thought it was going to be. Like legit wow. hiking average of 15 miles every day, 
at elevations of like 10 to 12,000 feet, it was not even exaggerating 10 times easier than I thought it was going to be. Wow. That surprises me too, because I feel like doing that many miles at like that elevation, just continuously on, like I, in my mind, I think, oh, wow, that will be hard. Um, but I guess like, so having your expectation, thinking it was going to be a lot more challenging, how do you feel like that maybe affected you on the trail? And then like looking back, if, if you feel like it did. Yeah. Well, I remember distinctly the very first week was pretty hard because it was new and our bodies were still acclimating to the environment. Like I, at that time was coming from Wisconsin, Minnesota area, which is pretty flat and low elevation. So it, it took us a little bit to acclimate. And as well, my mindset was still in a space of, uh, I can't do it. This is going to be really hard. I'm going to die. Like I would, when I was hiking, I would listen to my thoughts and it would say those things. Um, so it, it took that first week to kind of get past that. Um, but once I was, once we were able to get past that, then we were just so used to it. It became our new life. We literally were like, felt so comfortable in the forest. Whenever we would go into the mountain towns, like it would feel weird like I didn't know how to interact with society and and all of its structures so yeah it just became our our new normal because we really embraced it and kind of forgot your question I don't know if I answered it well I think my question was um okay let's see what was my question it was like oh it was like something about like your mindset of like expectations right going into it thinking it was going to be a lot harder and then I was just curious, like, if you felt like, because maybe the expectation was like, this is gonna maybe suck, this is gonna be hard. And then finding that actually, it really wasn't as hard, if that like affected, yeah, your mindset looking back. Um, yeah, I think it really just affected me in that very first week. Like, I would, I would actually get anxiety when we were when we were traversing like a big mountain or like, you know, really going upwards, um, a lot of incline, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> I, I noticed, I'm like, wow, I'm actually like feeling anxiety around this, like not knowing if I can do it, which was a very new experience for me. And I didn't expect myself to actually experience that on the trail. Um, so I think like, because I had expected it to be really hard and go a certain way that was kind of like triggering the anxiety Uh, Um, but then being able after so many experiences of actually getting through it and not dying and uh, being you know physically okay then I was able to work with those thoughts in the moment a little bit more where I was like you just did this you just got over that path you just got over that mountain like Um, and there were certain parts of the trail that were so hard and comparatively anything else we did after that was like a piece of cake. So it also remind myself, like we were talking about that, like, look back at how far you've come, look at what you just climbed and like, this isn't nearly as bad as that. So then when I would reference things in that way then I was able to like really confidently trust in myself and like we would 
would be like, we're going to fly over this mountain. And we really like built ourselves up during the experience. Cause I mean, like we were just walking all day long. Like what more can you do? So we would like, we would really like empower ourselves when we were walking. Like we're going to fly through this. We're so strong and like giving ourselves those affirmations. So that's something that. So it sounds like mindset is like a really big part of this. Yeah, it really is. Um, one of the biggest things I learned is that my body is so much more capable than my mind thinks that it is. Um, but a cool thing that now I'm doing as a result of backpacking the Colorado Trail is my partner and I, we're going to run a marathon in this upcoming yeah. spring. So yeah, we literally just started training for it. And this is something I never thought that I would do. Like, all of my older siblings have run marathons and it's never really been something that I've been interested in for myself. And I've never really been a runner. Like I really like fitness, but I running and cardio has never been something for me. But after this experience, yeah, I just realized that my body is so much more capable than I think that it is. And uh, I get so turned on by realizing that I can do something that I previously thought that I couldn't. And we met so many elite or ultra athletes on the Colorado Trail who have done like a hundred mile races in one single day. And like Iron Man oh, races yeah. or whatever those are, like we have met so many people who had done that. So that just really inspired us to discover what our bodies are capable of too. So that's, that's the nice. next, that's the next goal, I guess. Yay! I'm excited for you guys. And for all the listeners, I was clapping. I know you can't see that because it's just audio, but wow. And it not it cool too, to be inspired by other people that you meet and be like, wow, if that person is doing that, like, why can't I do that too? Like 100%. whenever I meet people, I'm like so inspired by them and there are so many people in Hawaii too that like do Ironmans and like run like uh, what is it like 100k or like 50 mile races or something and I'm just yeah. like wow blown away by what the human body can do and like the mind and yeah it's just it's very cool um what and- was even crazier is that almost everyone we met on the trail was over 50 years old so all these people I'm talking about, like they were in their last, you know, half of their life. And I'm 25 and there were not many people my age on the trail. Someone told me it's because usually it's really young people or really old people because all the people in the middle are doing their career thing. Yeah. So can't really get away for that long to to do a hike like that so which really makes sense but yeah just the fact that these people were you know a lot older when you expect your body to start breaking down like no they were doing these these crazy things which was even more inspiring yeah I remember when actually I so I went on like a I was in Glacier National Park and I was like doing this national parks uh trip with my sister and we would like uh we summited a few mountains and all the people I saw summiting and we're like up and down before my sister and I were like significantly older. Like I feel mm-hmm. like in their 50s, 60s. It was amazing. And I was like, I will be these people when yeah. I am age because like that is how I want to be living my life. 
And yeah, they were amazing. So it's just, it's so cool to see what you can do. And I actually remember when I lived in lacrosse and there was this gentleman that would come in and he was, um, I think he said he was like in his sixties and he was like a big, um, biker. Like he did, um, the races and he would bike from like Decorah to lacrosse, which I don't know how far that is, I guess, now that I think about it, but I think it's like about a 45 minute drive. So yeah, I would guess like 50 miles, maybe. Yeah. It's a significant distance. And he would just like be biking that back and forth. And he was in like such amazing shape. He had like such a good outlook on life. And I was like, I'm so inspired by you and Mm -hmm. I see you like it's, yeah, it's really cool to see that like people, because I think, and I don't know what your perspective is and what you've seen, but I've known a lot of people in my life that have been like, oh, when I get to this age, I, you know, I can't do this or, you know, I have all of these things going on and so I can't do this. And it's just like a lot of like barriers that I think are kind of like mental that keep us from really going over that growth edge and like proving to ourselves that we can do these things that we never thought we'd be able to like, you know, go through the Colorado Trail and like climb a really hard ass mountain. Like, it's just, it's amazing when we can like push ourselves past that. Yeah, definitely. And specifically when it's around our age, like, oh, thinking our body's going to decline. So like, I can't do X, Y, Z, like in a way where we're ending our lives early, thinking that we can't, you know, run marathons or go backpacking like past age 50, 60, 70, even 80. I've seen 85 year olds on the top of mountains. And yeah, these limitations, these ways we hold ourselves back, it just ends our lives early. And even if it's not around age or your physical ability, I think any limitations like that end our lives early. We just cut ourselves uh, off short, like way earlier than we need to. And when you're able to push back, push past those thoughts, like, yeah, you just realize you're capable of so much more than you thought. And then there's so much more possibility that is accessible to you in your lifetime, which I just think is quite exciting. Yeah, it just really opens it up. And it sounds like you were like, it sounds like you were kind of like proving to yourself and to your mind that like, I can do these things, right? Like you mentioned when you first got on there, like your mind was kind of like, okay, we're gonna die. Like what, it sounded like there was a lot of uncertainty. And then the more that you kept going and like proving to yourself, like, okay, I can do this. It felt like that was like really helpful in like cultivating this mindset that felt oh, I'm, I'm capable of doing like these hard things. Like I'm capable Mm -hmm. of, you know, completing this, of, you know, climbing through these hard peaks or parts of the trail, which I think is awesome. Just like proving to yourself that you can do some of that. Yeah. I really learned how to embrace uncertainty on the trail because for that first week, as we were just out acclimating to the entire experience, I remembered my mind would try to create certainty in certain ways. For example, like we would be looking at our map a lot to see how far away was the next water source, how far away was camp, how far away was our next break. And it was always to to know what was coming up next. And we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times with that because uh, we would think we are approaching a certain landmark and we would think that we're almost there to just find out that we're actually still really far away. 
And that would just be so defeating. And there was a couple specific moments where it was, it was so defeating. So we really learned to not be looking at the map so much and to just be open and available for however the trail, the path ahead unfolds and we'll get there when we get there. And I mean, of course, you want to know where your campsite is and like where water sources are for safety reasons. But a lot of that's just extra things that your mind seeks to try to create safety and certainty. So when we started to let go of that, we were able to enter our flow state. And then from there, we were able to hike eight miles in what felt like an hour. I mean, it took longer than that, but time just felt like it, it would slow down at times and it would speed up at times. And we really amazed ourselves with how far we could go when we just let go of like any need to orient orient ourselves and where we are and, and just let our bodies walk oh my gosh that's amazing so I feel like just so many like life lessons learning that you're learning on the trail it's amazing seriously I'll share another one uh, I would say this is probably like the biggest life lesson that just like really hits home to what I feel like is, is my lesson to learn in my life so if it resonates with any of you then you're welcome um but yeah, we met a lot of like ultralight backpackers and just these like insane athletes. And some of them would wake up before the sun even rose and pack up their tent in their camp and get walking. Um, or some people would do like over 20 miles a day. And I remember being surrounded around so many, so many of these people, I would question myself like, oh, should we not dilly-dally so much in the morning? Like, should we be doing more miles? Should we be doing it this way and that way and that way? And uh, eventually I recognized that I need to let go of that story, that I need to do it any type of way and comparing myself to others and rather just embrace the way that I want to finish the trail and what makes most sense for my goals, my desires, my body and and do it that way so that was a huge lesson for me to learn that I'm definitely applying to my life as a whole it's really just like honoring the unfolding of my own path and the way that I want to trailblaze my life mm, I love that and I think a lot of people will resonate with that because I I mean I definitely do I know for me I'm always kind of getting lost in like what other people are doing or like how other people present themselves or like, what is the right way, wrong way, right? But there is no right or wrong way. It's just like, okay, what feels good for me, right? And like, what is really present for me and like feels like aligned and yeah. So I definitely think that's something that we're all working through is just um, tuning into, I think like ourselves and like who we are and like, and like being ourselves is fine. And like, that's enough and that's great. And that's unique and special. So I think that's such like a beautiful lesson and um, thing that you're working through through your life, because I think a lot of us are definitely doing that. Um, I wanted to ask, too, because I think that this will be important, like when you felt like you got to that point where you you guys felt a bit defeated sometimes, like how did you or what did you have to do to like keep moving through those feelings? Mm defeated because I think there'll be a lot of people that are listening that have 
have felt that way or maybe do feel that way right now and are kind of like how do I keep going you know how do I like pick myself up and keep going on my journey yeah definitely the number one thing I would say is to like take a fucking break (laughs) like (laughs) not just when you're on the trail but in life as a whole like if you're feeling defeated um there's likely something you need in that moment to fill up your cup or, you know, to get your well-being back or whatever. So for us on the trail, it was like, okay, we're tired. Like maybe we need to eat something, rest our feet, take off our shoes. And yeah, just give yourself like those simple things that you'd need to, to resource you. Like definitely start there rather than operating on top of defeat um trying to avoid it and then another thing I think that's really powerful that's really powerful is to uh, get honest with yourself and recognize the ways that you're trying to play an unwinnable game like oftentimes when we experience defeat in life not always but there's actually something we did to create that experience where we feel like we can't win. So for example, for us on the trail, it was uh, like hyper focusing on how far we had gone and how much further we have yet left to go. So inevitably, you're not going to be where you want to be. And then you're going to feel defeated around that. So just recognizing those ways in life where um, you almost like contribute to like losing an metaphorical way um and then I think like looking back at how far you've come recognizing your wins letting yourself celebrate and acknowledge yourself to to build yourself up a little bit I think a lot of times when we're feeling defeated it's because we're focusing on what we're not doing right or what we're lacking and uh, we focus on expanse just create more of that so kind of helping your mind be in a different space that really helps to, to build you up. And uh, I mean, there's so many things I could share, but I think the last thing that's coming through is just um, creating a game where you can win. However, you need to do that. If it's making smaller goals, if it's changing your intention that's surrounded more around something that brings you joy and lights you up, just kind of shifting your your perspective and really getting honest with yourself about why am I doing this and really connecting back to the true reason you're setting out to do whatever you want to do and focusing it around something that like is almost impossible to lose and where you're always going to win. So uh, like for me on the trail, something that really supported me was like, just take one more step, just take one more step. Whenever I want to stop, just take one more step. And each step I took was a win, was a celebration. So it's almost like I couldn't lose in that sense if I just took one more step forward. I love that. So like setting yourself up for success, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I resonate with so much of that. And man, I just feel like the trail is a big metaphor for life. It just it so is. Oh my like, gosh. Everything you were saying, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was just thinking about all the goals that I have for myself or like times when I felt defeated. And I'm like, this resonates so much. Like, and I definitely see this with like a lot of the lovely humans that I work with is like putting almost like a time 
uh, or just like limitations on ourselves. Like I need to, I need to get this far in my life by this time or like by this age, or I thought I would be farther along in my career at, you know, whatever stage of life. Right. And it kind of comes back to like what you guys were saying about like, uh, we thought we'd be farther along on the trail. Like we thought we'd be at our next destination. And it's kind of like when we can all just kind of let go of that and just be present to what is, or like you were saying, like actually set up like accessible, success, accessible, successful milestones. I don't know. That was a, well, that was like a lot of words. Um, Then, yeah, then it's like, we can feel like more capable of doing those things or like, I guess what the opposite of defeated would be. The words are just not coming to me this morning. Feeling accomplished. Here we go, accomplished. Yeah, I was like, what is the opposite of that? Yeah. yeah. The cool thing that I noticed is when you're not wasting all that energy on feeling defeated or reinforcing the story that you're a failure, that you suck or you can't do it or whatever, however it shows up for you. When you're not focusing your energy on that, and rather you're focusing it on this this new game you want to play, this empowering way you want to look at what's important to you, then you actually like surprise yourself in in so many ways because that energy now can be fueled on what's moving you forward. And uh, like for us on the trail, once we did that, then we started flying through the trail and we started like passing people who we thought were like amazing and super fast or we would catch up to them. And uh, yeah, just surprised ourselves in those ways. So um, yeah, when you get those limitations out of the way, you just realize that you're capable of so much more and then you actually show yourself what you're made of. Yeah, which is such a beautiful trip when that happened I remember when I did like my first uh half marathon and I like never thought I would be able to do it and when I crossed the finish line I was like I'm capable of anything I can't believe I just did that because at that point that felt like such a difficult hard thing that I could never do and so yeah it's like when we can prove to ourselves that we can do these things like oh man it just opens up so many wonderful things okay I feel like we can go keep going down this wonderful story um but I, I want to ask one more question um and then I want to hear about your um retreat that you're going to be doing um so what well and I don't know if you have this either but if do you have like a favorite or like um part of like your journey through the Colorado Trail that like sticks out in your memory mm, yeah I would say the community on the trail the people that we met it's so cool because they're all strangers, but because we had this thing in common that we're backpacking the Colorado Trail, it just instantly like brought us closer. And I feel like when you're out in nature, like the guards are down a little bit. So I related to everyone out there as my friend and like would say hi to everyone, spark up conversation and I'm not really the type of person to do that in in my normal day-to-day life like I kind of like I'm definitely not an extrovert and I kind of like stick to my own world sometimes especially when I'm out in public around a lot of strangers 
So that was a really cool thing to experience. And yeah, we would just like hike for a couple of days alongside different groups and then camp together that night. Um, and then maybe some people would be faster, some people would be slower and you would lose them eventually. Um, but there was a couple different groups where we were with them for like a good um, solid part of the trail or we would see them in the next mountain town and then you would be staying at the same hostel. Um, so just some like incredible things like that. And yeah, just met such amazing people and everyone is so helpful out there. Like whenever you need something, they're like, don't hesitate to help you out. Um, so that was a very unexpected piece of the journey that um, just really filled up my heart. It really is. I feel like the people and like the relationships um, that you like meet along the way of the journey that really like make, make it honestly. Um, yeah. yeah. I remember when, I mean, I, we, Nick and I worked at like a backpacking hostel on like the Appalachian trail for like a few oh. months. Yeah. And that was like just meeting all of the people along the trail that would like come to the hostel and stop like that was so cool and like just one of my favorite parts was getting to hear like everybody's stories yeah. and like, like you were saying we'd have people that were like ultra light like I'm freaking going for it and then we we had like a few people that literally were like carrying a guitar the whole way and they were like yeah I just kind of came out here and I just thought I'd just see what happened and if I could do it um and like they kind of had an idea of what they were doing but you know I look at like the ultralight people that like they're like okay I got my gear I got all this going like everything's planned out and then there's like people that have like nothing planned out and they're just winging it and it's just cool to like and but yet they can all come together you know right. sit around the fire like eat food together and share stories and just like um, I don't know if you guys had like trail magic, but that's like something mm -hmm. that everybody, yeah, talked about too, who was trail yeah. magic. And I just think that's such like a beautiful part of it also. So yeah, yeah. I trail magic was the best and met so many trail angels. Yeah, that just like really um, heightens your spirits out there. Yeah, this definitely makes me want to like go do another trip, honestly. Um, okay, so... I want to hear about you're going to be doing a retreat. Um, so if you want to tell us all like about that, what it's going to entail. Uh, yeah, give us the details, please. Totally. So I had this idea before I went on the Colorado Trail, but while I was hiking, it got even more solidified. I feel such a soul calling to lead a, um, a women's backpacking retreat. And I say women, but I want to be clear that it's also open to non-binary humans and anyone who wants to connect deeper with their feminine energy. So it's the specific dates are May 21st to the 27th, just for people to have in their brain. And it's going to be in Oregon where I live. And yeah, I'm still scouting out the perfect backpacking loop for us, but it's going to be for beginner backpackers if you've never gone on a trip before this is definitely something that you can experience and if you love camping like there's no reason why you wouldn't love this and if you've ever thought like that you are interested in backpacking but you've never done it before so you don't know how to go about planning a trip um, this would be a perfect introduction 
for you to learn some things and uh, you're welcome to be side by side with me as I um, look at our routes and other things to, to help you learn what you need to learn to create your own backpacking trips for you and your friends and family or whoever. Um, but yeah, the really the, the mission behind this is to uh, rewild your soul and uh, to, I know, I, I know that Riley loves that. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like reconnect to who you truly are when you let go of all that societal conditioning and like your, your civilized self, like letting yourself get a little messy and wild and experience what you're capable of and that you can do hard things through challenging yourself in this physical way. And we're definitely not going to go as hardcore as I did on the Colorado Trail. So if there's any fears there, don't worry. It's going to be super accessible, yet still challenging because that's how you um, tap into the, the wild parts of yourself and your true nature through discovering what you're capable of. Um, some, some other highlights is we're going to have a nature boudoir photo shoot with a professional photographer who is also going to be one of the participants on the retreat. And there's definitely going to be waterfalls and time to, to splash around in rivers and the water and experience the, the, the healing from that. Um, and yeah, just different ways to do rituals with the the elements of nature and uh, really having time to go within and be introspective. Going to be lots of time for journaling. And uh, it's also going to include five weeks of group coaching integration support post retreat because that is super important. Like you can have a really transformational experience on the retreat. But without the integration, not a lot of it is going to stick. And it's really easy to just go back to how you were previously. So that piece is really important for me to help you to integrate these things that you learned about yourself and what really lights you up and how you want to challenge yourself more in life and then actually be held accountable to embody all of that after the retreat. Um, so those are just a couple of tidbits of the vibe and there's so much more as well, but I think I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Amazing. That sounds perfect for like people that maybe want to, you know, get into like backpacking more, but like are a little bit unsure and are like wanting to connect with a beautiful community and just get back out into nature and rest and reflect. I don't know if you mentioned this, but I don't know if I saw this on the website either. Um, so was it, was it too like people could like you were offering um, like backpacks or tents or like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that because that's another barrier that people might have like, Oh, I don't have any of the gear. Um, but I have lots of extra gear that you can borrow and rent. Um, so don't have that be something that gets in your way. I'm definitely there to partner with you and, help you prepare everything that you might need to prepare for the retreat. Like we got you. If you just feel a little fire within to go on an adventure like this, follow that desire and reach out and we can, we can connect if it's really something for you and go for there. Yay. That sounds beautiful. And also, so if you don't want to go on the retreat, Erica's also um, an amazing coach. Um, so if you want to work with her in that way, uh, would you like to share a little bit about your coaching and 
what that's about as well with the audience? Yeah, definitely. It's probably important for them to know that that background of me. So I am a, a life coach in the world and I specialize in the areas of intimacy and self-expression under the notion that the more intimately you are connected with yourself and especially those taboo or perhaps um, shameful parts of yourself, when you reintegrate those back into wholeness, then your self-expression in the world just lights on fire and um, is unapologetic and just fully expressed. So I love to help my clients become more alive in their life as a creative life force that they were born to be. And I have so many different ways to plug into my world, one-on-one, -on -one, group coaching, little challenges and, and other things. So wherever you are on that spectrum, I have something for you. Woohoo! And um, if you want to connect with Erica, all, all of her information will be in the show notes as well. Um, yay. And lastly, do you have any um, wisdom that you want to offer to a beautiful audience about um, just kind of getting out of your comfort zone and doing things and following their desires that maybe they don't feel capable of doing? Yeah, definitely. I'm sure everyone listening has that little flame inside of them of something that they want to do or how you want to express yourself in the world that little flame is a desire of yours and I challenge you to share that desire with just one person in your life the more you get it out of your system and into the world like that's really the first step and it starts to make it more real and more possible even if you don't believe it's possible yet just try sharing it with someone like, hey, I have this maybe wild or crazy idea to do this thing and, and just see what happens. And the more you speak about it, the more you talk about it, the more you're going to get energized around it and start to believe that it's possible for you. And the universe will start to conspire in your favor and deliver you ways that, that you can make that possible. Yes. Love it, Erica. Thank you so much for uh, gleaning us with your wisdom. You're amazing. And thank you for being on the show today and sharing your story. Mm, thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yay. And then for all of you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and feel free to share this episode, like, subscribe, rate, and review. And most importantly, stay wild.